There we go. Eddie Walters, you're in the podcast. Oh, I made it. Heidi, you're in the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Jennifer, you're in the podcast. Thank you. Somehow I managed to do this. <laughs> it's a miracle. All right. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, thanks for joining in. It's gonna be epic. I guarantee it. The Kills for Adventures podcast. I've got three feet coaches on in not one spot but multiple spots. Uh, and so let's roll with this. You guys ready? Yeah, let's Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Heidi Bach, Eddie Walters, Jennifer Kilzer, the Fleet Feet coaches here tonight. We're going to talk. Jen, Jen Kilzer. Jen Kilzer <laughs> or Jennifer, whatever. <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit of training group and a little bit of running and things like that. And it's going to go fast. And so um, it's going to be epic. And so uh, to all the listeners, and hopefully there's a lot of them uh, that hear this, uh, I don't want to talk about too much about like resumes because you guys are all accomplished and everything. But, and certified coaches, correct? Yeah. Everyone's certified coaches. Yep. Yeah, uh, but just maybe let's do like a quick round table of like your backgrounds. And I know Heidi and Eddie, you guys are in Lincoln. And so um, we'll let you guys go first. Yes, absolutely. Heidi, lead the way. <laughs> oh, come, on, Heidi. come on, Heidi, you're a leader. <laughs> is, this a, is this a ladies first kind of thing? Um, ladies, yes. okay, so <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, hey, guys, I'm Heidi. Um, I coach down in Lincoln. Um, like super short resume. I was not really a runner by sport growing up. I mean, I ran in soccer and other sports as well, but i never did track. I never did cross country, um, past the middle school level and yeah, just started running recreationally. So my background, um, in, in running is really from the bottom up and, um, I've been sticking with it for about 16 years now. So, um, I've, run locally i've run internationally and i love to talk about running and i like to eat sleep and breathe running so there you go that's my resume <laughs> perfect i like it that was easy dang ha! well i don't think i've been running for 16 years but uh my name is eddie walters um and i also i guess started in soccer but i was the goalie so it was great i never had to run um so now all of a sudden i'm into running but I've uh, been running for many years, I guess you could say. Not as many as Heidi, sorry. Well, um, yeah, you're quite a bit younger than I am, Eddie, so. You know what? Being 30 is hard, right? My body <laughs> is sore from, I don't even know what, not running, but that's okay. So, but uh, no, I got into uh, running in high school and college and then uh, started running through college. I got into uh, pacing and everything like that and then uh, kind of hopped in through coaching through uh Fleepy, which was red dirt back in the day, the OG days, and I've uh, been coaching for Fleet Feet for <laughs> like seven, oh no, wait, like this will be year eight or nine, I think, oh my gosh, yeah, wow. so been at it for a while um, through all sorts of their training classes and stuff and, and leading those, so I'm excited that they keep asking me to come back for some reason. That means That means you're old in the coaching world, even though I'm older than you in age, Eddie. Oh, perfect. Finally. <laughs> yes, I know, right? Been around the block a few times. Yeah. <laughs> You're next, Jennifer. All right. Um, Jen Kilzer. And let's see. I think I'm the latest to life runner here, easily. Um, I picked it up in my 30s and have, this is like year nine of running. And um, yeah, I started with the very basics. And, um, I think I've run pretty much 
lots of distances in the meantime. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, started with the Fleet Feet group um, three years ago and never looked back. So that's us. Sweet. All right. All right. But uh, before we begin, because like the people who will listen to this will be people who like are just getting into running and you're going to have some runners that are probably more veteran than all of us uh, combined right. and things oh, like yeah. that. So really quick, let's go around the table really quick. What's the one thing that you like best about running? Because some people are like getting into this and they're like, oh, you know, it might be a New Year's resolution or things like that. What's one thing you like about it or you take from it that you think is important? Uh, I, so this is Heidi again. Um, I like the simplicity of it. You just need a pair of really good shoes. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, running clothes, you, you kind of need those too, I suppose, but, but, it, but all your running stuff packs really small. And so I like to think my favorite part about running is that you can run almost anywhere. Um, especially like if you're traveling a lot, if you travel for work, if you are just adventuring with your family, if you're moving to a new city, like you can, you can take running anywhere. Hey, Heidi, where's the best place to get running shoes and running clothes? Oh, Fleet Feet. Absolutely. <laughs> I've heard of that place. Have you? Oh, oh, I try to work for them. <laughs> that's I like that. You know, it's, it's a good point too as well, Heidi, that, you know, you can, you can run anywhere and that's definitely a, a perk um of it as well because you know like i was just on vacation all i had to do was pack running shoes and shorts and you know that's all you really need to to do it but uh i'm gonna go with the uh the infamous uh runner's high whether you believe it or not but uh <laughs> there's just something about like just all of a sudden you're out running and like i don't know if this has happened to you guys or not but uh for a lack of a better term it's like you almost like black out and you're like five miles down the road and you're like whoa <laughs> what just happened that was awesome like, uh, <laughs> maybe it hasn't happened to you. I promise it will one day. Um, but uh, just that feeling of you can just kind of zone out, do your own thing. And then uh, for me, I feel a hundred times better when I, when I get back from a run. Go, going with that, Eddie, I think during that, that five mile runners high, you can really solve all the world's problems in that five miles. <laughs> yes, absolutely. 100%. I've solved them all, but then for some reason I forget when I get back, but yeah. that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the personal challenge. Um, definitely. That's one thing I like best about it. It's, it's me and something that I can do and how can I be better and you know, all of that stuff. So I just like the personal, the personal challenge of it all. Sweet. All right. Okay. So now let's move into this. So you guys are all coaches and, and you work with a wide range of athletes. You yeah. know, we're talking, half marathoners we're talking the sub 130s all the way to the 330 or whatever yeah or or, or absolutely yeah. whatever and so when you work with athletes as coaches what, what what's your what's your coaching philosophy and i know that's a that's a broad question but like as a coach what do you like to what's your belief in coaching um, hmm. i'll start uh i am a teacher in my day job and I think my teaching and my coaching philosophy is kind of much. Um, we as teachers are taught to meet our students where they are. And I think as a running coach, it's, I feel the same. Like I'm gonna meet my athletes where they are and push them and encourage them to be their absolute best. But we're gonna do what's best for them um, at the time and meet those goals and work towards those. So just meeting them where they are. 
So it's tough to follow. Yeah, geez, what the heck? I mean, you're not allowed to go first anymore. That's not even- <laughs> Come on, guys. You just moved to the back of the line. <laughs> yeah, you did move to the back of the line. I like that. No, I'll, I'll build off that, I guess, a, a little bit. But um, I think that the, the biggest thing people need to, to remember about running is, is that, especially when we train for half marathons and marathons, we get so many faces that, that walk through the door. Maybe it's their first time running a half marathon, or maybe, you know what, they took the last couple months off and it's their first group run back to us. And when they walk through that door and, you know, you tell them that like, Hey, we're going to go for a run today. Like sometimes you'll see the fear in their eyes. Like I got to run three miles. I don't even think I can run one mile right now. And so it's starting out right then and there where you have to let them know that, you know what, I don't expect you to be able to run a a half marathon today. I don't even expect you to be able to run a 5k or even less. We are going to have those building blocks to get you there. Um, but let's take it one step at a time. It doesn't matter what your ability level is. Um, we'll start where you're at and we will build you there uh, to get you to where you need to be uh, to have that success. Right, I, Eddie, I did really quick, just from an outside perspective, I think you're right on on that. Because I don't think it matters if your goal is to go from a 150 to a sub two hour half marathon or a 130 to a 120. It, it's the same, it's the same mm-hmm. philosophies and same principles. You're still building towards a goal and there's a way absolutely so yeah all right heidi you get you get stuck going yeah oh yeah i get stuck last and like eddie just said everything i wanted to say except he put it way more beautifully than i want you know could have so i did so spinning off of that i the same concept you know it's just like rome wasn't built in a day either you know you first you want to it's kind of like a brick house like you want to build a good foundation and then take it piece by piece, you know, build the frame and then brick by brick by brick. So you just break it down into little pieces. And first we're going to work on, you know, where are you at? Where do you want to go? And we're just going to build piece by piece. You can't, just like Eddie said, you can't expect to go out and meet your goal within a week. You know, what's the point of having a running goal if it only takes you a week to accomplish that? Um, We're going to go a little bit bigger than that, a little bit further. And, you know, if you can meet your goal in a week, maybe you just need something a little more challenging to to reach for. (laughs) So, but yeah, so breaking it down into pieces and really, you know, accomplishing it one step at a time. So. All right, Heidi. Well, Heidi, you went last on that, but I think you 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 absolutely crushed that answer because. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I think the issue is in, in such a world where everything is like just instant gratification. Yes. Like, yeah. it's, like it's immediate, you know, and and running run, and running running is nowhere near that. And as coaches, I think that's the most important one of the most important things you can teach people. Like, this is a process and a long journey, and a lot of times a struggle. And so it is brick by brick. And so, yeah. yeah, I think, I think people forget about that too, as well, you know, is that you are training for a half marathon. And so some days are going to be hard. Um, but I know a lot of new runners too, as well, that like, I, I tell them like, you know, when you run, you should be able to, you know, uh, have a slow conversation while you're running, you know, or at least be able to enjoy it. And like, okay, I'm trying not to pass out and die right now. Um, I don't think that's on my radar. I'm like, no, you'll be fine. Like it's, just slow things down, take it easy, and then really kind of enjoy the ride as you go along. Um, it's another big reminder for some of those people starting out. Absolutely perfect. All right, so we kind of talked yeah, – we, we talked a lot about the positives. We talked about philosophies really quick. Um, so what you do is you have people joining your group, and we have between Lincoln and Omaha a ton of there's – a, there's a good number of runners that yeah. have joined the group, and people who listen to mm-hmm. it 
are probably starting off resolutions or the, the beginning of the year, people are like looking at their spring marathon goals or half marathon goals and things like that. What do you think the most difficult thing people encountering, like starting their training, what things like are difficult that they encounter? Oh, I have an idea. Okay. Can I throw something out there and then Jen and Eddie answer? <laughs> Heidi, Heidi, you can do what, Heidi, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. So the first difficult thing for like some people, I've actually got two. The first one is uh, taking that first step out the door. Like, you know, just yeah. being afraid to start. What do they do? Like, mm -hmm. how do you fix that? Well, I think the, the motivation to get out the door is definitely the, the hardest um, because uh, I know, especially right now, like today, for instance, like I got out of bed and I did not want to run because I could hear the wind blowing against my house. Um, but Eddie, what uh, Eddie, what time did you run this morning? Uh, so I, I work overnights. Um, so I actually sleep from like eight to four uh, during the day. Um, so I actually woke up like two hours ago and just ran. So. I, uh, yeah, it wasn't as cold probably as it was at 5 a.m., but it was still pretty chilly tonight. It was cold at 5 a.m. too. Heidi, yeah. were you a 5 a.m.er today? I was a 5 a.m.er today, I, yeah. I, I was a 5 a.m.er today, and I could just hear the wind howling, <laughs> right? It was cold and miserable. So, so I think Eddie, it, what gets you out the door? Eddie, yeah, what, what gets, gets me out of the door? <laughs> um, well, I have... A couple keys, I guess, is one, um, I'm actually sitting next to it right now. I have a little space heater, and I will, like, warm myself up, like, you kind of pump yourself up, you know, in, yeah. like, running clothes, and get, like, almost hot, and then, like, just make a break for it. Just get out there and go, you know? Um, but once you get out, like, it's not it's not that bad once you get out there and get moving, you know? Um, but I, I always remind myself, too, that it's a, it's a journey, it's a process, and so this is the smallest step into the big picture and if i want to get to that that big ending then this is where i have to start and um i can totally make it and then i also try and run on the coldest day of the year and the hottest day of the year so i can always tell myself in typical nebraska fashion oh it's not as bad as stone in your in your mind what's worse the coldest day or the hottest day oh the hottest day for sure because like i absolutely die going three minutes slower than what i normally do per mile whereas the cold day you know Typical, you can wear more clothes, you're fine. It doesn't matter. All right, new runners to the thing, Jennifer. What's the toughest thing for a new runner that you want to experience? Um, well, to piggyback of Heidi's question, I think I would tell runners too, you know, find somebody you can be accountable to. Because yes, getting out the door is the first part. So whether it's a group of people you run with or a person who knows you are going to have this plan and do it. I think that is, you know, how you combat that getting out the door. Um, I think another difficult thing that people encounter in training is trusting the process. You know, we've mentioned the process and how important it is in building that. And I think it is, that is one of the difficulties for sure. It's trusting that when we tell these runners, like you have to run slow 80% of the time and it is painful. Oh yeah. And you know, mm -hmm. you've got you've got kids to take somewhere and you've got plans and you've got this, that, and the other, and you think I've got to get this done in this amount of time and you know, so forth and so on. And I think that is getting people to buy in to the proven science <laughs> <laughs> and trusting this process. I mean, um, I think that is that's a difficult thing. But, you know, you got to do it. We all have to do it. 
so, but it's hard. Yeah. I might go for a run to nine after listening to all these, right. <laughs> all these answers. I, you know, I, I think the toughest thing for whether you start a cycle or you're brand new to the sport, you're brand new to it. I think that's it. It's just like setting the goal and then the commitment. And yeah. the toughest part is not the first day or the second day or the third day. It's the fifth week. Week seven, week eight. Week, oh. week, seven, week, week seven, week eight. When it comes up or there's something looming and you don't want to do it and finding that oomph to go out and put the work in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the back half of that question, I think you guys answered a lot of it um, that I came up with was we all know the problems. But like the question is like, what are the solutions? And I think the next question leads into the solutions. And, and so what's the benefit to training with a group and a coach? And I know you're all coaches for a certain group, Fleet Feet, but there's other people that belong to other things that are going to listen to this. What do you think the benefits are to the group? And I know Heidi, you'll be able to talk to this um, and everyone will, and a coach. That's well, anybody, can, anybody can print a plan off of <laughs> yep. Pinterest. Anyone can, anyone can do a Pinterest plan or get, grab the runner's world, mm -hmm. uh, you know, half marathon. But what's the benefit to working with a coach and a group? You know, I think that uh, when you, you look at those things, too, you know, we talk about just now the motivation to get out the door. And uh, especially I know when down in Lincoln here, too, as well, it's the winter time is, is tough because we do, you know, group runs are at 6 p.m. on a Tuesday night. It is dark. It is windy. There is ice out there that sometimes you can't see. And motivation is highly lacking. But if I know that uh, I'm going to meet a group of amazing people out there that are going to suffer through it with me, and I know at least two of them are taller than me that could block the wind, just yeah. kidding. Duck in behind <laughs> the <laughs> Absolutely. It, um, it, you know what? It's all good as long as they don't have gas. Yeah, I know, right? Seriously, we're not allowed to have Mexican food on Monday night and group one on Tuesday night. It's the worst thing. But, <laughs> but knowing that you're going to have that group of people that are going to be there as well, too, you know, and, and we have such a great group of people that will go out of their way to even text you and be like, hey, you know, you weren't there on Tuesday night, you know. Oh, something came up, you know, I'll be, I'll be there at the next one. And so they, they hold you accountable you know that someone else is going to be there. And so uh, it's, you know, makes it so much easier to show up, so much easier uh, to get out the door and run, especially when that motivation is highly lacking. And going off of that, um, the Fleet Feet training classes, like the spring class and the fall class as well. Um, I mean, you have these groups, maybe, you know, as an individual, you have a different time goal or you might be at a little bit of a different level of other runners or run walkers. And that is totally okay. But you know, we're all following almost the same plan. And so you can find people that are, that have like goals as you and similar goals and are running that same, you know, plan or workout that week. And you make friends really, really quickly. And that is one of the benefits of our classes is that we have seen these friendships go from just like Eddie said, like, you know, somebody showing up for the first time to making friends during the class. And then they're getting the runs that are not group runs done together, you know, on the other days of the week mm -hmm. that we're not officially meeting. Um, and that's just making that training process a lot easier on them as well, because, you know, there is that, that mentality of, oh, I have a friend to go with. I don't have to go alone. And this is what's on my schedule. And I know this person will come with me if I, if I shoot them a text. So the group, that's a great part of the group 
uh, coaching and the group training aspect, um, especially of our fleet fleet class is just, you know, the, the social aspect and the camaraderie that's made so that you're really not training alone. So I think Jennifer, I think Jennifer will echo that same mm -hmm. statement about that because what we saw up here in Omaha is we saw a bunch of individuals who went through the process a year ago, right? yeah. a year ago, and then stuck with it in the fall. And now, even though they came from different places and, and things like that, you have now a, back for the spring. You <laughs> now have a, you now have a collection of friends who are meeting all the time. Yeah. To, run. to run and not to run. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. So, yes. So life events, you know, yeah. and I'll, I'll be a testament to that. Cause like I moved to Lincoln two years ago and I started running from the bottom up after an injury with, with the free fleet feet spring training class in spring of 2021. And like, I, I was run walking and then I was running and like the friends I made during that spring are still the people I'm running with two years later. <laughs> so yeah, it's great. Um, I, we've talked about the group part, I'll kind of address yeah. coach part, the, the importance, importance of, of, a, of a coach. Um, honestly, having those people who have done the research for you, who <laughs> know how to lay it out, you know, and are there to educate you um, is crucial. And those people who you can go to and ask questions um, about any issues you're having or, you know, somebody, we're all going to celebrate, yeah. but, you know, being able to readjust and, you know, go from there. I think having a coach is important. I mean, having, being in the Fleet Feet group, we have our coaches and we are those people there, but we even have people and in Lincoln, I'm sure you guys do too, who have their own individual coach outside of our organization and still choose to do the training group of that group atmosphere and the group training. So, you know, I think just somebody who is going to almost put in the work for you ahead of time. I think a good, good coach can like, you know, you, the, the plans are there and you can do the workouts and figure out the splits, but the good coach can also pick up the pieces on the bad days and there's bad days. Mm -hmm. yeah. And a good coach can yeah. uh, have that honest conversation and tell you, you know what, slow down. You <laughs> yeah, know, we have uh, or, or the good coach can also sit there and say, you know what, you need to be a little bit tougher on the speed days. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that one of the things that I, I always tell people is when I trained for my first marathon, I, I didn't, I mean, I knew that like, oh, you could run and then you just go run a little bit further and a little bit further. And I remember I was running my very first marathon and I got to an aid station. The person's like, oh, you want to goo? I was like, yeah, what is it? And like, you know, <laughs> never heard of that before. Mm, delicious. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. You guys make those things. So I remind people that there's so much out there that not everybody just, you know, kind of may not know about you know and so as runners you know sometimes we um are just become immune to this idea that everyone knows about what is the goo and what type of nutrition to take and different things that they can do to enhance their training and so we're we're there as a constant reminder to allow them to have this knowledge and to to teach them the things that you know we learned unfortunately the hard way um so that they don't have to yeah but you know what i i, I guarantee this between all three of you even though you guys are all accomplished runners and you all do things, there's still things you learn every day. All the time. 100%. Like, there, like, there's, like there's no end to it. Like every run you learn something, every race you learn something, everyone you come across, uh, you keep learning people and, and, and things like that.
Yeah, that's the great part about the sport too, is that it's it's honestly constantly changing. You know, we talk about how simple it is to go out and run, but uh, there's so many new things that come out uh, each year that can benefit a runner and, and, you know, new things to try. It's it's fantastic what you can learn. All right. So I also say that, because uh, I work in the education field too, I say great teachers are also learners. Like they're always, they always learn and things like that. And they, they keep striving for that. Um, and I think great coaches, um, also keep striving and working and moving towards goals. And, and so really quick, um, what goals are you working at for 2023? Um, how are you, how are you trying to get better? What's your, what's your focus? Heidi, you're in the middle of it. You start. Go. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> there. Um, all right. Well, yeah, so I've got a pretty hefty spring planned out and I have nothing planned for the summer or the fall because the spring is so heavy. So um, I've got Mesa half marathon coming up in, just under four weeks and then i'm headed to tokyo for the tokyo marathon in march so those are the big two and after that we'll just see how much is left <laughs> um I'm, I'm also going to boston this year as well so after those three i think um i'll be taking a little bit of a break but i can say like you know when you were saying you know coaches you know are great models of 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 you know what we're trying to impart on other people and what we're teaching. So I'm working with my own coach this this training cycle as well. I am learning so much from him. It has um, been different from every plan because I've been self-coached up until now that I have used in the past. And I am really trusting the process. Let me just tell you that. So, you know, it's there's a lot of trust going into that as well. But I feel like, you know, as coaches, you also need to be coached as well because you know, it's, you're, you're taking care of a lot of other people and it's helpful when somebody's helping take care of you too. So is your coach like brutally honest with, I mean, is your coach like, is he, how's that, how's that work? It, it, sorry, you cut out just for a second there. Right, so so like yeah. your coach, like you, you work with an individual coach and they, sure. they, yep. they, they develop a plan for you and they monitor, yep. they just monitor what you're doing. Yep. That's it. That's right. And like, it's, um, I only see about a week or two in advance what's coming next. Um, and that can all change as well based off of, you know, how things are going and, and my feedback as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, so far we're doing awesome together and, uh, it is somebody that I knew before. Um, so there was the trust factor there too, is I've, I've seen him be coached and I've seen his training too. So like, you know, it's just kind of, piggybacking off of all of that as well so yeah awesome yeah so what's coming next for you guys Jennifer, what do you got next yeah. um okay well i have a couple races sprinkled in here and there um per use but they're not ones i necessarily have a goal for um i've got a couple fun halves in the spring we've got the rock and roll arizona this weekend all right okay that's it okay Ooh. So, right. So, yeah, we're going to Arizona on the worst weather weekend of... That Arizona has ever had this weekend, but that that's it, okay. That's fine. We're not going to let the weather All good. It's better than here. But I think that's it's okay for runners to do that, you know, like to pick a race and go have fun I, and not stress about it and enjoy the destination. And I've never done that. So, I've always run my races with a time goal with, you know, so forth and so on. This will honestly be my first one that I get to go to and legit enjoy 13.1 miles. I'm thrilled to do that. And then we're gonna do another one like that in April where 
We're going to go to Fort Collins. Heidi's going to Yeah, You're going to so run at a high altitude. And I'm we're going to be at a high altitude <laughs> um, with very hilly, hilly conditions. Yeah. Um, oh. we're, we're bringing a big group from Omaha out there. So we're excited. Um, nice. But the big goal for me this year is rim to rim to rim in the fall. So this yes. is my year of endurance. Um, that's where my focus will will be. So. Right. But I think the most important thing, is, and I think that's important to share with athletes because then they see you're still going through the process oh, yeah. and they, and they can see that. Eddie, what do you have? Well, I'm glad that I'm not doing rim to rim to rim because my quads just kind of tensed up a little bit thinking about that. <laughs> um, that sounds, sounds fantastic for you. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I know. And you'll have fun in Arizona too. I did that one a couple of years ago too. And yes. A, a ton of fun. Great. So you're going to love it. Um, but so I, I, uh, I always joke too, that I'm a, I'm a police officer by night and I'm a coach by day. So I am training for my next foot pursuit, um, because I don't want to lose that. Um, but, uh, also I've, I've made a goal of myself as well too, this new year's to, to hop back on the, the training train as well and, and to kind of get back into the swing of things. So I, uh, am going to do a marathon this spring, a full marathon, um, and I think it's going to be in Lincoln. So in the, I know I'm in the early stages of, of training, getting some miles in and, and building things back up. So I'm excited to, to get back into full workouts and big long runs and uh, hopefully have a good marathon this spring here. So I think right, you're, so you're also training to keep up with that puppy of yours too, right? Oh my gosh, I am. Yeah. Lucy yeah. runs this house. Yeah. <laughs> all right so for all our brand new january resolution people people in the training class running in nebraska winters is like the absolute worst <laughs> advice suggestions for clothing training things like that you know i i, I know it's tough. like like we said this morning was tough like yeah how do you how do you dress how do you what do you think Start with a good pair of running shoes. Where can we get those again? Fleet feet, right? Um, I'll talk about that. Hey, hey, Heidi, don't jump ahead because that's my next question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, I won't jump ahead. I won't jump ahead. No, no. And then work your way up. And I would suggest layers, layers that you can add and layers that you can also take off. Um, And I mean, yeah, I'm a big fan of of the long sleeve shirt, the vest, and then the windbreaker on top right now. <laughs> That's kind of my go-to, <laughs> but yeah. I always joke that, you know, I've been missing out on so many years that uh, ladies are lucky to wear yoga pants because men's running tights are so comfortable. Like they're, they're fantastic. I can see why you guys wear them all the time. So for me, running tights are, are key. Um, I don't care how they look. They're super comfortable. They're super warm. And they are my absolute go-to. Uh, for winter running. Um, I, Heidi, I'm with you. I think our looks are probably very similar. So I'm, I am a hot runner. I run very hot. And so I don't do the windbreaker on top, but I'm for sure a long sleeve and a vest on the regular. Yeah. I will throw my two cents. Like I bundle up, like I can't get enough clothes like on. I, I, I am a very bad cold weather runner because I freeze. Um, how about my favorite piece of gear is no, not gloves. Oh, I was going gloves. I've been wearing big, big mittens lately. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the, yes. Brooks, the Brooks 
cold weather wind brief. <laughs> I, I don't really. We don't really have that. It might be the greatest single thing ever invented, but I yes, layers. Um, do you guys have a pair of shoes that you've screwed in? No, um, I, I tend to use like the yak tracks um, okay. over mine if I need to, if there's like ice and stuff like that. Um, is that what you're asking? Like if we yeah, 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 yeah. Shoes? yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, I stick with yak tracks or cleats of some kind just to go over the shoe. Um, yeah, I do. I do have a pair of old running shoes where I grill the uh, little uh, screws into the bottom of them. So I'm actually a, I'm a fan of that. If I have an older pair, um, they're yeah, on I, their last leg. Yeah. Yep, I take an old pair of shoes and do that every year and then screw them in. I lost a pair yeah. of Yak tracks once and I'm like still bitter about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I said never again. But yeah, I uh, like what's the coldest you'll you'll pull the plug on it? You won't run in it. Anyone, um, anything. Yeah, Eddie runs in anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> yeah, but, like... <laughs> but I'd say this, I, I would say this is that if you are going to run outside, know your limits. Um, the big thing for me is, is what I tell people is, is that it's not like I just jump into a negative 40 degree windshield day. It's, I constantly run outside. And so the temperature gets lower and lower and lower. And I kind of see, you know, where my, my comfort zone is. And there's, there's definitely a time where if there's ice, I'm out. Like I just, I don't run on ice. I don't like it. I've Same. ate it way too many times. Um, that's where I draw my line is ice. Uh, but for me, I, I feel comfortable and confident that uh, and experienced enough that I can I can safely run outside. Um, but I take the proper precautions when I do. Heidi, would you echo that? I would echo that as well. Um, we were just talking this morning because it was cold at 5 a.m. How we were dressed so much differently than when it was, you know, 15 degrees, say, back in early December, because we were so used to it by then that it really wasn't, didn't feel as bad. So you do, you, you know, I would, you do acclimate, you get used to it, but you also get better at knowing what to wear at certain temperatures. So, you know, mm -hmm. if you, if you run outside a lot in any type of cold, like you just, you learn, you, you start making mental notes of, oh, hey, like this is what it hit today and it's windy. So I know exactly what I'm going to wear. And that makes the thinking process a lot easier when you're laying out the clothes the night before. Um, I do have to say, I, my hands get really, really cold. You'll even see me on a 50 degree day wearing gloves. But when I wear mittens, when it's in the negatives or the low teens, I actually put toe warmers in those, not hand warmers, but the toe warmers, oh. because the toe warmers have a sticky side. So you can put yeah. two in there and stick them to the inside of your mitten and they don't move. So, um, huh. that's like, yeah, that's, that's like one of my little hacks just cause my hands are always cold. So Jennifer? Anything to add for the cold? No. All right. Do you guys ever do? do you, okay. I, no, I'll, oh, I'll, well, actually, I will. Okay. I will add one thing. I feel like I do need to say this. Um, the treadmill is okay. All right. I was going to ask about the yes. treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Who's treadmill? Eddie, I assume you're not a treadmill runner. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm not, um, but I I see where it plays a key role in play in some places. So I'm not against the treadmill. I just I prefer to run outside, but I respect people that run on it. Yes, and I think there are times when it is, it's it's necessary. We know that that's an option. Mm -hmm. I'm the same. Like it is yeah. it's going to be my very last choice, um, but I will always encourage our athletes. You know that you no, know, this is an option. Let's do it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Know your comfort zones and know when, you know, uh, like our general policy is if it's below zero that we, we cancel group runs. And so 
that's kind of know your personal place somewhere. You know what, if it's below 10 degrees for me, I'm inside on the treadmill. And so, um, still get your miles and it's a great way to do it. Heidi treadmill. Yep. I'm all for the treadmill. I spent a week on the treadmill in December when we had the, the really cold and a little bit of ice on the trails. I just, I don't do ice. It's not, that's way out of my comfort zone. So if it's even remotely icy, I'm inside and I'm on the mill and I absolutely love it. Actually. Um, I feel like you can, you know, push buttons to keep your, your mind occupied and to change your paces up. If you are someone who likes to watch shows, you can watch shows, you can plug in a podcast, like you can kind of tailor like the, the environment. Like the Kills for Adventures podcast. Like the Kills for Adventures, yes. exactly. And <laughs> podcasts are great to listen to, especially Kills for Adventures, because like they, it's getting you motivated and it's getting you, you know, just into the groove and like, it just it makes the treadmill go by so much faster. So it's like, you can tailor that environment to your hobbies and your interests and make it your own. And my personal preference is there's one treadmill at the YMCA that I go to that does not have a TV screen attached. And I love that treadmill because I can look out the window. And so um, I will wait for that treadmill on a treadmill day. So yeah, I'm all for it. I'll, I'll echo I'll echo that. Like treadmills are fine. I'm, I'm good with the treadmills. Like I can't do it every single day. Um, usually I, the only way that I will not be outside is if it's icy out. Um, and I just don't want to run miserably like that. So I'll go to the treadmill, but I have to vary it up. I just can't do like nine miles on the treadmill. I have to do like a speed workout. I respect or... people who can. But Anybody yeah. who can run their distance runs or a longer run on the treadmill and be solid with it. Like high five, high five props to you because yes. That takes a certain individual who's tough. Yeah. Mentally tough, for sure, to yeah. do that. That's more challenging than ever running outside. Agreed. All right. Now, Heidi, we can jump to your question. Let's talk shoes. Let's, <laughs> hear, from the Let's hear from the coaches. We're going to talk shoes. Your favorite, and what do you recommend for your athletes? What do you tell them to do about shoes? Because um, the other day, I, I ran with a person, and he was in a pair of shoes, and I'm like, I can't believe you're wearing these shoes. And so what do you recommend? What are you saying? Hmm. I'll, I'll go. You're the shoe expert. Right. Well, I mean, yes, we are all shoe experts. Heidi's <laughs> one currently, you know, on the floor, but we've all, we've all been there. Um, but I think all of us are going to say first for shoes, go get fitted. Yeah. Um, wherever that. Where can you get fitted? Well, <laughs> we get fitted at Fleet Feet. And so the amazing thing about Fleet Feet is that we've got this Fit ID process where it will, you know, scan your foot and you get this 3D scan and our outfitters are so educated and knowledgeable about um, all of the shoes we carry. And so, you know, you go through this process and you see this really cool scan of your feet and our outfitters are able to go, okay, well, I see here, this, 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 and because of your arch, because of your, you know, instep, all of these many things, then you would benefit from this shoe. And so going through that process is the number one thing for any runner to do, because I think we could probably all speak to the first shoe we started running in and why, why we did. And, you know, I, my athletes know, like I chose my shoe because it was pretty and because it was Brooks, because I thought, oh, that 
Like that's what real runners wear. So that's what I'm going to choose. But I had no idea that if that shoe was the proper fit for me. Um, but then after going to Fleet Feet, you know, now I know what the proper shoes are uh, for my foot and for my foot profile. So number one, we tell our athletes to go get fitted, properly fitted. Lincoln, you say what? Um, I completely agree with Jen. And I'll take it a step further in that when we fit you for shoes, uh, we can also see if you're a good fit for insoles as well. Um, because when you start a training program, you you really want to, you know, get off to the right foot. <laughs> Pun intended. Off on the right foot. <laughs> and, uh, nice. and nice. you know, minimizing the soreness, minimizing the injuries and, in, you know, increasing your rate of recovery. You know, sometimes you need a little more support under the feet, too. So a properly fitted pair of shoes with possibly an arch support in there of some kind. And a good pair of socks to go with it because nobody mm -hmm. likes blisters, um, especially early on in training. And so like that, that's like the perfect triad to kind of see where you fit into that. Um, just, you know, to basically help you enjoy running more, too, because you'll be more comfortable as well. So, Absolutely. I think the, the notion, I remember being in high school and, you know, and getting fitted for a pair of shoes is important, but... There used to be the, the thought process, of, oh, you're breaking in a new pair of shoes, you'll get a couple blisters. It's like, no, that's, no. that's not, not true at all. No, if you're getting blisters, then you, you need a different pair of shoes um, and you need to be properly fitted. So I encourage everyone to go and, and get fit for a pair of shoes. The thing that I will add is, is think of it this way. Think of your shoes as a set of tires. You can go get, you know, some tires that are on the lower end of things, but you're not going to get as many miles out of them. So you're going to be running a lot of miles, so I encourage you to invite to invest in a, a quality pair of, of shoes that are going to support you, be the right fit for you, um, and also be able to go to the distance. All right, so what's your go-to shoe? What kind of day is it? Oh, <laughs> all right, yeah, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, your regular training shoe. Yeah, we'll go trainer and just. Trainer, perfect. Um, I I will say uh, pegs pegs for days. The Pegasus, Nike Pegasus. I'm a huge I'm a huge uh, Phil Knight fan, I'm a huge Nike fan, and I think they make a great shoe that I can do some tempo fast work in, but also uh, have some good cushion it so I can put some long miles in. So Nike Pegasus for me. Jennifer, what do you got? Uh, Hoka Mox. Um, you can get the miles in on them and they are still a lightweight option. So, um, I can, I, I do switch out my shoes for speed days, but I could also wear those everyday training. So. Heidi, um, I'll go with everyday training. I'll go with Hoka Clifton and the new balance 880. Those are the two I'm currently doing most of my miles in. Yep. So Heidi uh, likes cushion. I will go. <laughs> I will go. Brooks Adrenaline, quite possibly the greatest shoe ever made. <laughs> but it can only be in one color. It's got to be straight black. Wow! Right? If they ever stop making that color, if, you're in trouble. If they ever stop making that color, I'll probably change the shoe. You know what? People, <laughs> people say people say it reminds me. It reminds me like I look like Mike Tyson out there. That was okay. That's what they all say. Okay. I can see that. Right. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. All right, coaches, uh, besides, besides the running portion of it, 
What about strength training? Your thoughts on it while you're training or cross training? I'd love to get a perspective on this. So this is for like this is for like the elite athletes to the beginners and to everyone in between. What do you recommend? Uh, what do you say? Strength training is it's a, a complex thing because you're asking someone to go out and you know run a bunch of miles and they're like, well, that's all you need to do in running is run. It's like, well, no, there's a little bit more to that. Strength training, especially now, is is proving to be a huge aspect and a, a main key to the success in running because when you run, um, you are kind of breaking down some muscle a little bit and your muscles are being fatigued and, and strained. So we need to build those muscles back up and, and you do that through strength training. So uh, for me, I'm a huge fan of it, huge proponent of it. It doesn't mean you have to go to, you know, max muscle gym, um, you know, and start deadlifting 500 pounds. There's runner specific options out there that are going to help strengthen up those muscles a little bit more, um, help you with stability and help you with, um, you know, other aspects that are going to help increase not only your speed, um, but also prevent injury, which is a really big thing for runners these days. That was really good, Eddie. Um, and, yeah. Well, just to piggyback off of that as well, like when, when we say strength training, like just like, you know, Eddie kind of said, you, you don't need to go out and hit it hard, but it doesn't also, it also doesn't have to be very long because we think, you know, we all have really busy schedules. I don't have time for it. You can do a great strength training session in a half hour, you know, a couple times a week. Um, if that's all you have, that is something. And so, there are ways to fit that into your schedule, and there are there are better days to do this on um, with your training schedule as well. And that's where coaches can help you navigate. You know, which days should I be strength training, and which days might not be the best because I probably could because I have a hard workout the next day for running. Is that you know? And so um, we as coaches can help navigate that avenue as well um, as far as when to properly strength train so that you really get the most benefit out of your running and your strength training. So I will just add the cross training piece to it and how beneficial that can be. So the strength training is super important. Um, but I will throw in that I personally have really started to enjoy having a day where I'm on the bike. So whether that be, I am outside on the bike or I'm taking a spin class, um, these cross-training options are definitely something to break up the monotony mm -hmm. of um, that the miles, especially as we start uh, increasing that mileage throughout the cycle, it will just kind of break it up a little bit and um, enhance your training as well. So that running specific cross-training is beneficial for the same reasons that strength training is. Right. I think, to, I think to get to your goals, I'll agree with everyone. Like it just can't be running. There's got to right. be more. There's got to be more built in. Um, I was, I, I'm not like for optimal I, success. For optimal success, and I, it's tough for me because I'm wired and I'm wired a little bit different. Like I'm not a big off day guy. There's not a lot of off days at all, and so I'm not good with downtime. And so I always try and find something, something else to do. But Heidi, really quick, like with two kids mm -hmm. working in your yep. own training, like. What exercises do you find? And you got big goals for the spring. What, yep. what what strength training do you do? Like what exercises do you do? The the key core things that you have to get done. Uh, well, you just said core, Joe. Oh, <laughs> hey. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Um. So definitely 
for me core and for me as well hips and like hips i mean that's that's for men and for women but especially as a female you know um with kids i feel like that is an area of weakness for myself so i do a lot of core and hips um with like those infinity bands you know those rubber bands you can put around your your feet or your knees mm -hmm. um work that area a lot and then i do a lot of um, single leg exercises, whether that's, you know, maybe I go to the gym once a week and I use dumbbells or I do a home program because it is, it is very possible for you to get your strength training in just with whatever you have at home. I mean, because you can do wall sits and you can do your squats and you can do your lunges using your own body weight. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, you know, my, my, my go-tos are definitely the core and the hips and a lot of single leg exercises. And then, some squats and wall sits to balance it out so if, if i'm crunched for time and i have half hour after i drop the kids off from school before i have to head to work that's what you'll see me doing in the basement so yep that's me in my garage you don't have to go to a, a gym to do it it's nice if you can but it's something yeah. that you can easily do at home uh whenever you have that time to squeeze it in yeah perfect all right um we're getting here towards the end so really quick People who are nervous about signing up for an event or a training group, what things would you say to them? We're like going on our advice here. Now. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's. I, you know, it's fun because all of us were members of, a, of the training group before becoming coaches. You know, mm -hmm. and um, I think when I joined the training group, um, I didn't know anybody in the training group. Um, all I knew was, you know, our store manager, Sarah, because I taught her kids, you know, and it was like in there, but I'm just going to show up because I'm just going to give it a shot. And that's why I'm like, just do it. You know, if there's any hesitation there and, and look, I look now, I look back at the past three years, you know, and my evolution through the program and whatnot. And it's just, you know, I, we have just met some of the most incredible people and I have learned so much um, throughout all of it as well. And so I think people who are on the fence, just try why not? You know, it hurt, give it a shot, and it's, you might love it, you might hate it, but why not try yeah, it? I think, <laughs> I, think, I think the big thing to remember, too, is, is that, you know, it's, some people see a running group as these fierce athletes that all they do is train, and they right. live their life one fast mile at a time. Uh, I think the thing you need to remember is that our group, and, you know, a lot of running groups, they're made up of moms and dads and people with full-time jobs and you you know these people that love the social aspect of running where they can come they can get their exercise in but they can also chat with friends they can meet new people um you know we stick around and have coffee afterwards or you know we go to do brewery runs and things like that there's so much more to it than um just running it's the friends that you're going to meet it's going to be a ton of fun um it's a social hour so don't necessarily think of it as you know going all out where we're just sprinting the entire time because i one i would die and then two it just it's so much more fun than that so 
Yeah. And if, if you ask yourself, like, you know, why am I nervous about signing up? Am I nervous because I've never done this distance before? Am I nervous because I don't know anybody? Am I nervous because I don't see myself? Like, I, I don't feel like I, I look or am a runner. If you step out the door and you go for a run, you're a runner. And if you sign up for training class, you know, we will have that social aspect. You will meet people. Um, we will get you to that distance. You know, that is that is the goal. There are so many people coming in who um, have never tried something like this before. And it's a great opportunity to try something new, just like Eddie said. So, yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> right. I, I, I have a good friend from Lincoln. His name's Tom Volk. I love Tom and, Volk. Yeah, we know Tom. Yeah. You know what Tommy always said? Tommy always says, do hard things. And like, um, Tommy and I are on like the, the back half of it, you know, cause we're the 50 plus guys. And I, and, and that guy is like, he chases it. Right. Yeah, does. He works his tail off and he gets like, he wants to sign up for everything and he's got <laughs> goals and, and I appreciate that. But when you set and you go do hard things and you train for hard things, I think it just makes you a better person. And it, it takes a little bit of guts to do it. But once you get the hook, you got it. Oh, yeah. And it changes you for life. Once you get that hook, you're going to have that infamous runner's high. I promise it. It'll happen. And you're going to love it. <laughs> Everyone's up. All right. We're, we, we have to wind it up because we're going to run out of time. Any closing thoughts, final thoughts? I want to give everyone their, their, their say. Um, I wish we could have done this in person. This would have been a great podcast in person. Well, maybe halfway through the cycle. We'll just... Halfway through the cycle. We might have to meet halfway between and Omaha and Lincoln end. because it could be a three-hour podcast if I could ever figure out how to do that. Because I think we've only started to scratch the surface um, about everyone's journeys and about how they match and mold and, and we help people get better. And so everyone. Absolutely. Final thoughts? Final Let's thoughts. See. Um, I'm just excited. You know, like this is, I love a new training cycle and, you know, it's, I check, I check our registration every day. I'm not going to lie. And I get so excited every time I see a name pop up, you know, especially, you know, one of our returning members, it's so exciting to see like, oh, awesome. They're coming back. And then the new people, I'm like, oh my goodness, I cannot wait to meet this person and, you know, see what their goals are and, have them join our community because I mean, anyone who has talked to Joe and I for any probably very short length of time knows how much we love our fleet fee crew. Right. <laughs> and so I just get so excited um, to be with these people and to bring people into it. So just to see people get better. I'm just excited. Yeah. So that's my final thoughts. I'm just, I'm ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm ready to see everyone just crush their goals because it's, to me, you know, it's, it's fun to see them, like you said, walk in the door in week one and see them starting out. And then to see them, you know, week 14 and they are out there just crushing their half marathon, hitting those goals that they never did. You know, uh, I'm like, oh, I'm just a proud dad moment right oh, here. <laughs> I get so emotional. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, stop it. Stop it. I'm not emotional yeah. any time else, but that gets me. <laughs> I think I literally told a, a lady in our group and she's, you know, probably my mother's age or something. I'm like, you just grew up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
I'm just, I'm excited to make new friends and to get everybody out. So like I usually do the Thursday and the Saturday morning runs and I'm super peppy in the morning. So come and be happy with me on Thursday and Saturday mornings. And if you're not happy, you will be very, very soon because you'll be running with great people. If, if you want really great jokes, then you come to Tuesdays with Eddie and man, he lays it on thick. So. Uh, yeah, we'll have a blast no matter when you show join us. Yeah, We'd it's, love to have you. It's it's a true adventure, and uh, it, I mean, yeah. Please come and join us. <laughs> I, well, I I tell you what, it's exciting to watch the link, you know, because we follow on Instagram, like the pictures, because you guys do a great job on social media on the Fleet Feet site with all the runners. Thank you, Nicole. The, thank you, Nicole. Yeah. Uh, with putting out the 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 pictures of everyone doing it, and then I look look at the Omaha ones, and like, that's a lot of people. You mesh yeah. those two groups together and we're impacting a lot of lives and, and it's only going to keep growing. And so it's awesome to see. So, yeah, the coffee shops around town start to have, have to add new tables and chairs because we're kind of outgrowing their establishments. So. Yeah, we, 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 cr we crushed Dunkin' Donuts the other day. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's, there's some poor 17 year old girl that might not ever work again. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this, but that what well, like, casualties. Yes. Uh, that's fine. So, all right, we're going to shut this thing down. Heidi, Eddie, Jennifer, Jen, <laughs> this has been epic on the Kills for Adventure podcast. We'll pump this out. I hope it inspires, like, not only the people in the training class, but it inspires people to sign up for a training class, sign up for a race. I can't wait to do a mid-season yeah. review. Let's do um, it. And let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. let's go. Yeah, we have to we have to hear about how Eddie's Lincoln training is going too, right? Yes, right. Yeah. That's awesome. I can't wait. Hey, Eddie, what's your goal for Lincoln? Ooh. Uh let's put it out there. Let's get it on the record right now. Dang, <laughs> throwing it down, throwing it down. Um, well, I haven't raced a full marathon since probably 2019. So you know, if if I can if I can get a PR out of the deal, I'll be happy. Um, but uh, I'd be happy with anything probably sub 240 range so um sub 235 would be let's throw that out there as the goal. sub 235 a goal i like it all right we'll be at mile 25 cheering you on Heidi, oh, we'll, we'll follow you dying. along this spring heidi you got your adventures <laughs> oh and, thank you <laughs> if you're looking for a couple of people who are going to have a fun spring spring that's us, that's us so yes. <laughs> yeah have fun in arizona yeah you guys are gonna love it we'll get better all right we'll pump this out Heidi, Eddie, Jennifer, thank you so much for the Kills for Adventure podcast. Heck yeah. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.